Hey everyone, Zach Dixon here, and welcome to episode number eight of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show, I'll be talking to Erica Gorichow. Erica is a director and animator at her studio Pep Rally, based in Brooklyn, New York. She's worked with clients such as VH1, P&G, and Red Bull, as well as musicians including Rihanna and Mac Miller. Her work has been recognized by the likes of the Vimeo Festival, Fast Co Design, and Adweek. Additionally, she has written about the world of motion design for two of my favorite blogs, uh, The Creator's Project and Motionographer, and she's also spent some time as an adjunct professor at NYU's ITP graduate program. Erica also even helped produce a fun iOS game called Specimen. Uh, I'm excited to get into all of this with Erica in episode number eight of Animalators. Alrighty. Well, Erica, welcome to Animalators. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Zach. I'm yeah. a big fan. I I've, uh, I think like Troy said, I've listened to them all. So oh no way, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Well, thank you for listening. Absolutely. Um, well, I've I've been following your work for for quite some time now, and uh, you've you've um, collaborated with with a bunch of people that I know personally. This is like our first time chatting, which is super fun. Yeah. Um, but thanks yeah. for <laughs> oh yeah, no, love your work, and we're super stoked to have you on. Um, so I, I'd I'd love to start and just kind of hear how you got into animation. Sure, um, I went to school for film. I studied film. I actually was like deciding between um, journalism and uh, the oh. film school, uh, but then at sort of like the last minute, I was like, you know, I'm like. My my dream is much more film than journalism. At the time, journalism was like, oh, that seems like a safe bet. Like, it's a solid industry. I can envision what my job is after that. And I, I mean, yeah. I guess that's just to say, like, follow, follow your heart because you never know uh, how things change. So anyway, studied film um, about uh, my end of my sophomore year, I took a history of animation class and and as a kid I always wanted to be an animator but I'd sort of I wrote that off I guess when I was in <laughs> high school to be honest like I was like yeah. I can't do that many drawings that uh, ha- yeah. that seems superhuman um was it like cartoons as a kid that kind of yeah. like made you want to be an animator oh yeah yeah I think probably like anyone that you have on this podcast I think has a similar story that you know yeah drew rabidly as a kid you know <laughs> i was a very big ninja turtles uh, oh wow connoisseur did a lot of x-men you know <laughs> nice yeah, um yeah. so but yeah that just sort of like gave that up uh went into film and then uh midway through college found uh all these sort of weird experimental animators like Norman McLaren and Oscar Fishinger and even Sally Krushank. Um And I guess, yeah, I just sort of like reignited the, my interest in animation as an art. I just, I think, I just felt such a gravitational pull where I was just like, I, I don't know how you make money off of this, but like, <laughs> I just got to go with that. And then someone, a friend of mine, uh, showed me After Effects. I think he gave me a crack copy. And yeah, then the sort of one thing led to another. I, I remember my, I think it was the end of my junior year, looking for an internship and also like not being able to design at all. Like just not, mm. just anything that I tried to make in Illustrator or Photoshop. I mean, it was so totally atrocious, but I could edit. So uh, I found on this website, called Mandy, which I think is still Hmm. around. I don't know if you know it. Do you know Mandy by any chance? It's sort of, it's sort of like Craigslist in that, like, I think the interface isn't too hot. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love Craigslist, but, uh, and it's kind of like a crapshoot, you know, you could, you could find some terrible PA job that would abuse you, uh, or, or like something great. And I, I happened to find, an internship with this new uh, company called Lifelong Friendship Society. Uh, they're not around anymore, but hopefully some people listening uh, know their work. They um, they were this team of friends who basically came out of VH1 and just 
Oh, basically wow. made work that really reminded me of the wild stuff that I saw in that uh, history of animation class, you know, like mm. a lot of collage, a lot of weird work with markers and stop motion. And um, yeah, somehow I convinced them to let me intern and, and, and that was really the start. So, oh, wow. Yeah, That's I'm, awesome. in, I'm indebted to them for sure. <laughs> they yeah, even so paid that, me. They paid like wow. I think that was amazing. They, like they paid me a very modest, <laughs> but I, you know, I could move to New York and, uh, and you know, just just barely get by. But that's that's all that I really needed. So yeah, okay. that's off. So was that your? Is that when you moved to New York? That was well. That was the summer before. I forget if it was summer before senior year, right? So mm -hmm. I I went back to school and then. Which school was it? Where were you at school? Oh, I went to uh, Northwestern in Chicago, which is actually like a liberal arts school. Okay. Um, and that was with a film degree specifically? Yeah. Yeah. I went for the film degree. Um, I went in sort of declared. So, uh, but I also, you know, I, I, even when I went in declared, I was like, I don't know, is this, am I really going to be able to make a living off of this? So uh, I, <laughs> uh, not knowing even what, you know, motion graphics was at the time or, sure. or just film it. it I, so I decided I was like, I want to go to a liberal arts school in case, you know, I, for whatever reason, find that I don't like that. This is all sort of a dream or yeah. I don't like this. So I could like get a degree in something else, but it ended up being great. I, yeah. I yeah, stuck with it. So did you, were you able to kind of work on a lot of animated pieces in school or did that really start when you started your internship? <sighs> there was the only animation class or like design class for that matter was there was one after effects class and I took it. Uh, and I remember I made like, um, three seconds of animation every week to try out different things. And then I, I've actually, I've heard some other people have done this, but I made three seconds of animation every week of the class and then spliced it together and made it look like a reel. Oh, so it's like, oh, yeah. all I had was the, the piece of the reel, but I was like, uh, maybe it will look like a lot more. <laughs> Were you able to experiment with different styles then? Like cell yeah. and... Oh, oh yeah, totally. That was like, yeah, we stopped. I, I did a lot of stop motion because that, okay. I feel like they, because there was no animation program really to speak of, stop motion was sort of like the easiest bridge to gap. Sure, yeah. And then from there. But I was really I was I was atrocious. It was it was amazing <laughs> that anybody hired me. <laughs> but you you talked your way into a paid internship, which I is did, awesome. I did, I yeah. did. I edited a, I started by editing and then and okay. then it went from there. So yeah. Very nice. So did you so you're you're in this internship in New York, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, big city. So yep. you went, but you went back to school. Did you move then immediately back out to New York and start? Like, did you did you jump into freelance right away? Uh, I actually didn't. I, there was a, a pretty a big gap between uh, freelance and graduation. So actually, after graduation, I uh, I went to Germany. I oh, wow. um, I don't know. I have this tendency to like feel like I'm hit by lightning and then have <laughs> to learn. I just get obsessed with. Thing. So I, I had made a friend who was German the year before and had visited Berlin and was like, I want to move to Germany and learn German, even though I have never learned another language in my life. In fact, I've <laughs> always failed at learning other languages. So that led to like at the school, they were like, oh, well, you should look at this um, basically like a grant where they um, you get to go to Germany. They pay for your language classes. And I also, I hung out at a design school for a little bit. Oh, nice. uh, and I, I worked in Germany as well. I think I feel like that year I worked really hard trying to make uh, boards and stuff as a sort of like, all right, I'm going to ramp, ramp up to psyching myself into thinking that I might actually be able to do this. But, but again, I, I did like a, in Germany they have this position called Voluntariat, which is like, more than an intern, but less than like full-time uh, designer. So that was actually really perfect because. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did so you I did you did actually that. learn German? I did. I was using Photoshop in German. Oh wow! I've, I've lost a lot of it, but <laughs> yeah, I really I don't know. Like I said, I I had never learned a language before, but I I don't know. It's it's a really 
it's a strange and fascinating and very logical language. It's sort of like if you know little bits and pieces, you can put together really complex words. And I've come to really love the language, weirdly. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I'm curious, did you, like, I mean, Germany has a pretty rich history of, like, design and, like, especially yeah. with, like, minimalism. Like, do yeah. you feel like that was present there? Do you feel like you, you were inspired in any way by your time in Germany? Yeah, I th I'm trying to, like, I can't remember the application that I wrote, but it definitely had something to do with Bauhaus and Oscar yeah. Fischinger. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am not, like, particularly minimalist in terms of, like, what I design, but overall, yeah, I think... Just being exposed to other design culture and being in being at that design school, even though it made me realize that I didn't want to go to design school. Yeah, I, I think it seeped in in some way. Yeah. I think, you know, less the less is more that like doing something simple is actually a lot harder than <laughs> yeah. trying to cram in a bunch of things and hope that one of those things work. I mean, that's something I feel like it takes time to learn, as you, you probably know, and, and I don't feel like I've perfected that yet, but. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm, yeah. That's that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. And, and it, especially is like that that concept in itself is hard. Especially for me because I feel like you know your clients paying you a lot of money. Like you better do something that looks complicated and looks like don't, it took oh. you a really long time. Oh man, totally. Like you're like you got to send in the fireworks, even though yeah, it's so much braver to. I don't know. You got to like minimalism. I feel like you got to stand out there naked, and that's harder. But. Yeah, uh, brave is a good word because you have to be good, yeah. really confident in your very naked idea. And <laughs> yes, um, but so so time in Germany and then move yeah. back to how do how do you kind of arrive at, at where you are now? So then so then I came back to New York. I was staff for two years. Uh, I was staff at a place called Click Three X, which um, it was good. It was like a boot camp. I mean, they work with a lot of big agencies on doing like big jobs, a lot of weekend work. Yeah, it was a good place to sort of learn the ropes and be exposed to yeah. like the capital B business part. But yeah, after two years, oh, sure. I, I left uh, to go freelance and do you, yeah. Do you feel like that, that experience was valuable to you? Cause like I, I, right out of school, I jumped right into you know freelance and also starting identity visuals. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I don't know, and I feel like there's certainly like, um, you know, there's some some pros to that, but there's definitely some some cons, some negatives. Like, you know, I feel like I might have missed some things that I would have gotten in that bigger, um, more like structured environment. Do you feel like that? Like, there were specific things. Like, would you recommend that? Yeah, I think I would. I think you know, as I look back now, I think the company did a lot of things right as a business, but there are also things culturally that I. Um, I would say, okay, if I were to do start my own thing, I don't think that I would mimic that. Mm. And there's other things that I, again, really admire and would seek to mimic. But I think just like almost, um, well, two things, like just having a point of reference in terms of like how culture can change as new people come in and how oh, sure. it's equal, well, maybe not equal parts business, but you can't be strong in one and not have the other, yeah. like, you know, companies can come and go. And if there's one thing that I really commend Click3X for, it's, you know, they've been in business forever. And I think that's, um, I think since like the early nineties, they, they've been around for a long time. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm still impressed by that. Um, oh, the yeah. other thing is I, I was so embarrassed to ask questions. Hmm. Like I, I couldn't really animate when I came in. So just having a few people that I could just be like, how would you approach this? Or like, I think I'm going to strategize doing this this way or that that way. And just not feeling embarrassed uh, to ask, even though you shouldn't feel embarrassed. I think yeah. that's just sort of how no, I yeah, you, There's got to be that right environment, right? You got yeah. to build that culture, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, sort of like safe uh, space to ask questions. So did you just kind of yeah. make a bunch of stabs in the dark? Is like, I hope this is right. Like, were there any like epic failures where you just like, you kind of stabbed in the dark and just totally came up with nothing? Oh yeah. I mean, totally. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any specific epic failures. There was just, it was like, it was really just like constant. It was like job after job after job. It was toothpaste mm. commercials and 
you know, Best Buy and Tags, and then every once in a while, opening titles for like a film or TV. So it was just like, it was so constant. And I definitely made uh, like t tons of mistakes. Um, like I, I, you know, it's funny, I had to look back at that work lately and I'm like, wow. T and talk about like the feeling this need to like throw everything on the paper. I mean, I think you would use every color I would use <laughs> every everything in that like oh god what's it called the Photoshop where you can do like uh, uh, drop shadow oh, what's that menu called I forget <laughs> like layer styles or something yeah, like layer just style. all of them like, yeah I just use all of them yeah <laughs> so yeah I would say that it was a bit it was a it was a long uh, learning process but sure but but bit yeah well, better, so, so what made you feel confident to kind of step out on your own. Because uh, I know you've got this your own studio now called Pep Rally. Um, yeah. Which how how long has that been going? Oh, it's 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 really just like a continuation of my freelance practice. But um, yeah. I think it's I changed the name of my LLC a year ago, or like maybe a year and a month. Okay. Um, yeah. But basically, I have been just every year do more and more direct to client sort of things or we'll work with agencies and working under, you know, it gets to the point where it's like, I really, to take this on, I need to bring on one other person or two other people. And like, who wants to work for Erica Garchow LLC? Like I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was kind of as like, as thought through as that. So yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I know that you've, I mean, at, at least fairly recently, you've collaborated with a few people that I've, I've known. Seth Eckert, who's just yeah. on last week, and yeah. Adam, Adam Pluff on like a project that like kind of got halfway like, yeah. finished, but is fantastic. Um, <laughs> oh, super. Well, I'm so bummed that that didn't that didn't make it out. Me um, too. Well, and that really, I have to give full credit to Jay and uh, oh, man. and yeah, Adam so on great. that. He, we need to have yeah. Jay on too. Sometime. You do. You yeah. do. He's amazing. He's just his his uh sense of style is is just awesome and his like t uh, I don't know. He he's got like, one of the best eyes for color and mm -hmm. I just I'm yeah. a huge fan of it. And Adam too. I mean it was like it was yeah, it was great. I basically saw that through the weeds um, with the client, but again, big yeah, time what, credit what to those Yeah, what was the name suits. of that project again? It's on... Uh, why pay? I'm not... I why unfortunately right. cannot uh, tell you who the client is, ah, but... Ah, bummer. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, Sorry. it's great. <laughs> Anybody listening, go check it out. It's a yeah. fantastic piece. But, Thanks so much. But, yeah, so did you... I don't know, was part of that motivated by the ability to... Like, you are saying, like, nobody wants to hire, you know, or be hired by Erica Gorchow LLC, you know? Right. Was, was that kind of motivated out of, you know, I want to work with other people, and, oh, and yeah. Pep Rally can be kind of a brand that, that people can work under together? Absolutely. I feel like doing everything all yourself, which... You know, I had done a lot of videos where it's like, okay, I'm going to produce and animate and design this. That, I still do that. And that, that's, um, I don't know, that, it, I definitely like that. But it also, it gets lonely, it gets boring. You sure. know, you can't be the only one to have all the best ideas. Oh, so yeah. I think, yeah, bringing other people in to collaborate, it's just, God, it's so refreshing, especially if it's like, if a job comes in and I'm like, oh, I know the perfect animator who like just mm. loves doing this thing. Like, yeah. I think when, again, I can't say who the client is with YPay, but there was a connection back to Jay. I had like seen something that he had been doing and I was like, oh, I think Jay would really be into this. So actually I had, I had, uh, was running a few things concurrently at the same time so it was great to be like jay i think that you're the person to excel at this and i want you to art direct it and i'll just handle the client um yeah. so yeah that, that's, awesome. that's really rewarding so and like right now i i i'm working with two other people we're just at the beginning but you know i admire both their work so it's just it's a privilege to be able to hopefully get jobs with interesting creative and be able to be like, I think that this is totally your bag. So I want to bring you specifically on to do this thing. Sure. So, oh. so as, you know, as you bring on, you know, other people, obviously your own role is, is a bit minimized, right? Cause they're picking up some yeah. of the slack. Like how do you, how do you kind of decide moving forward? Like what your role will be in certain projects? 
Yeah, uh, this is definitely, I'd say, a hard, a sort of fluid um, question. I think that like, or answer, I should say. Um, you know, the thing that I feel like I care the most about more um, is just design and um, art direction. Yeah. So I feel like ideally uh, I'm still doing design or I'm designing and I bring someone else to co-design with me. Um, but I think like increasingly I feel okay walking away from animation. I mean, I don't know that I could ever 100% give it up, but I think dealing with the client, uh, or I shouldn't say dealing with the client, like it's <laughs> yeah. a, like, like working <laughs> like, uh, with the client. Yeah. Gotta deal with There's that some client. Some clients are good. Working with the client, uh, working on the communication and really helping to shepherd the art direction and stay involved in the, in the design. I think that's like, I think that's where my heart is. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, and I guess part of that, you know, moving forward is also like getting those clients too, which I think is, yeah. is a whole other game, right? It's a oh whole, my God, yeah. it's a whole other <laughs> skill set. but I think it's something that, that every single freelancer, every single, you know, small studio, like, I don't know, that's a challenge. How do you tackle that? Yeah, I, you know, I feel like, so I would say the majority of the work that I do now is uh, myself as pep rally mm -hmm. uh, working with clients, but I still do some freelance work. So I'm not, I, I'm basically clients are coming to me through referrals or through seeing something like I'm not yet at the point where I'm going out and Pursuing work, like, maybe? Like. You pursue, yeah, pursuing work. I feel like I'm still at the stage where stuff comes to me. I want to stay at a certain small scale. Sure, um, yeah. You well, know, actually, my... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think it's funny that you think that that's, like, what comes after. Because, like, I feel like it's <laughs> it's very difficult to get... Like, I mean, I think that's that's really a testament to the quality of your work, right? Is like, that people want to work with Thanks. you and people come to you. But because, I don't know, like, that's something that we've you know, at Identity tried to, like, work on is, like, you know, how can we be out there, like, you know, meeting people and, like, trying to make those connections. But I don't know. I just think that's yeah. funny. You're like, I'm not to the point yet where I'm, like, looking for stuff. But I feel like <laughs> that's one of the more challenging things is, like, you know, going out there and, and, and staying busy. I don't know. Oh, totally. I Well, I feel like, I, for the record, I have known your work for a long time and have been a big oh, fan. And well, it doesn't you. seem to, I'm like, it doesn't seem to me like you have, you've got great clients, basically. It doesn't. Well, that yeah, and okay, well, and honestly, that that's a huge testament. We've got um, my my co-founder Sam Cowden, executive mm -hmm. producer, and then we have a, a full-time relationship director actually, who's wow. like always always out there. His name's Austin Harrison, and then he helps produce our work as well. But he's like, you know, hitting up those coffee meetings and yeah. flying them out to cities and stuff. So that's it's, it's that's definitely amazing. a combo. I feel, but. I feel like I wanna uh, have you. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I wanna turn the tables and I'll be like, oh, tell me about that. <laughs> Um, because yeah, I feel like, again, for me, the process has been really just organic. Like I have, I became an LLC initially because a client that I was working with was like, you know, you really, you're, you're like, you're, this isn't totally kosher. You should be an LLC. And then it just, it just became this, this really organic process, yeah. um, which, which has its drawbacks too. I mean, like if a really... If, if I can't scale at a certain point, then like, you know, I might have to turn down a job or maybe that's yeah. the moment where you, you ramp things up. But I, um, I work out of, um, I don't know if you know Michelle Higa Fox, but she's, um, she's obviously been in the game for a while and she's uh, a, a good friend of mine. That makes me happy mine. that you know her because she's like top of my list right now to have on oh, emulators. Okay. So. Yeah, you, you have to have her on the oh, podcast. Oh, that's so she's great. Like, chock full of wisdom yes uh, so let her know i will be emailing her because will, that makes gonna, me happy <laughs> so. i'm gonna walk upstairs and and tell her um but i yeah i feel like she said something to me like the advantage to being the person who can can do the work is or the disadvantage i think the advantage is uh you can you could sort of scale at a rate that makes sense to you mm -hmm. and so yeah that's sort of that's just what I'm I'm doing because I, yeah. I I I definitely am scared of like okay if you commit I'm scared might not be the word but if you're like all right we're gonna take on 
this amount of overhead, so we have to go out to find those jobs. Like, I'm like, oh, am I, it sounds like you're way past that, but it's like, am I there yet? I mean, there comes a point where you're like, okay, if you don't have that structure, then there's always gonna be this ceiling, right? And I I feel that too. So there's no perfect way. I, yeah, I feel that pull as well, too. It's it's super challenging to find that balance because you don't mm-hmm. want to get, like, so far away from your own work either. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't want to just, like, you know, oh, I'll just take this job and find someone to do it. Like, that that doesn't seem right. Like, that just right. not, doesn't seem fun either. And that's Totally. Like, you know, we're animators. This should be fun. So. I'm sure. I know that you've said that you sort of jump right into identity visuals, but I'm sure you've had the experience where you're like, okay, this, this, it, like, where something comes on across your plate and you're like, this, wow, this is totally not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Again, it's sort of like, well, I've been in the situation as a freelancer where I've gone in somewhere. I'm like, whoa, did you even like look at sort of what I can <laughs> yeah. do? And I yeah. feel like as I bring on people, I don't want to, I wouldn't say that's a mistake because, you know, oftentimes people like, you know, really rise to the occasion. I certainly feel like there have been some miraculous moments where I'm like, I don't know how I did that, but, (laughs) uh, uh, but I don't know. Trying to hire people for what they're excited about is a, is a goal. Yeah. I I have so many questions for you. Like, uh, that's amazing (laughs) that you, um, so you went from school to directly doing your own business. I mean, how did you, another thing I talk about a lot with Michelle is like partners, like how do you find partners? And I know Seth brought up last year, uh, not last year, last podcast, like finding your reciprocal who you totally jive with. And that sort of, sure. that's hard. Oh yeah. No, it is, it is, ah, man, it's, it's, it's very, it's definitely rewarding, but it's also, it definitely takes work too, I think. Um, yeah. Because you have to like, you know, you, it, both people have different visions at, at certain times, and like mm-hmm. you have to kind of make those visions work. My my co-founder was a um, is a very talented uh, director of photography, cinematographer, mm. um, but he's also very passionate about business. And like when we started, actually, we were um, equal parts animation and video production. He would do all the video mm. production, and I would do all the animation, mm. um, and just like kind of where we were here in Nashville, and like just the way our work was going, we we kind of sat down and decided like. Sam was gonna gonna move towards being more of an executive producer role and like producing everything that we do and like taking on that business side and figuring out how to grow our business and like mm-hmm. that was something he decided he he was really passionate about so that really Take worked out into, yeah um, and frees me up to you know make things all day which is amazing <laughs> that's um, great yeah absolutely but but yeah so cool. so sorry anyway I don't want. I'm, yeah, this is your. Interview. I'm curious. I know. I know. I'm like. I'm like. I'll call you back after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you can, a we ton can of chat. questions. But well, okay. So it's interesting. When I was researching for this, I actually I didn't. I had no idea you wrote for Creators Project, but you also you write for Motionographer and Creators Project. I actually found out that I've like read a few of your articles on Creators Project, which I love, and oh, like right. had no idea it was you. So how yeah, how that? how did that happen? I know you, earlier you said you you maybe thought about journalism, and now you're. You're writing for Motionographer, which is like, you know, everybody's dream. Like, let's get some Motionographer. <laughs> and then, and Creators Project, which also is, is extremely fascinating. So how did that, how did that come about? Yeah. Um, and how does that kind of maybe even influence your, your work? So the way, so I don't write for Creators Project anymore, but I definitely, oh, okay. that's sort of how I, I mean, I guess I could, if there was something I felt really passionate about, I might tap sure. them on the shoulder, but I haven't written for them for a while. They have a, a wide uh, stable of... Uh, bloggers that will will chime in. Um, But the way that the Creators Project got started, or rather my involvement in it, was um, the editor was a friend of a friend. I I have a really good friend who does a lot of stuff in VR named James George. And he was friends with Julia Kaganinsky, who was the global editor. And I think on a lark, she mentioned like, um, I, I, I should say I got to know her and we became friends, but she mentioned, you know, like, we don't have enough animation writers or, you know, hmm. are you, I know you're in animation. Do you have any interest in writing? And it was actually something that I had, it had been a goal of mine for a while. I mean, I really, I, I like writing a lot. Like, I, uh, like you sort of said, the, the journalism thing was in the back of my head. So yeah, it was really sort of an open process. Julia edited a bunch of the stuff in the beginning, but the creators project was great. I mean, I could sort of pitch 
um, whatever I was interested in. And I think they said yes to most things. So yeah, it was great. Um, so, so yeah, that started. And then from there, I feel like that's how I met. I'm not sure if that's how I met Michelle, but I feel like that sort of just organically led to me meeting a few more people in the community. In fact, since I started writing for Creators Project, I, I feel like the the animation community in um, New York has sort of blossomed a little bit more. I mean, that's not yeah. connected to me writing for Creators Project, just a sort <laughs> of like a personal timeline of like, well, I didn't really know that that many people personally then, but um, I guess, you know, like Dan Savage's Yule Log Project came yep. out. Um, yeah. I Love think the same work. year I was, yeah, yep. he's amazing. You should obviously have him on. Yeah. That'd be um, great. And so I think it was like, I started writing for creators project kind of on a lark, which led to meeting more people. I think through that I met Justin, uh, Justin and I actually, we used to work out of this space called new Inc, which Julia was also running. So it's just, I mean, I guess in short, I feel like the New York community is kind of small and really that's surprising yeah, to me. I, I, it, it probably seems big from Twitter, but I mean, a lot of people know each other here and I feel like, yeah, there, there, there aren't that many people who or I don't know. It doesn't feel like there are tons and tons of people that do after effects animation. Cause that actually, I take that back for to scratch <laughs> that. I don't know. There are times, but I guess the, the point is uh, the community I've become a part. I feel like I, met a lot of people in the community and that became a much more important thing to me, hmm. which led to me writing to motionographer and becoming friends with Justin, who is so smart. Um, yeah. I feel like when I was starting out there, I think it was right before motionographer, I think tween was, was sort of the thing. And I, I was just really grateful that someone was sort of highlighting the work, but also writing about it. Um, you know, intelligently. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was Justin. So it's been, a, it's been great to how long become you, his friend. Yeah. How long have you been writing for motionographer then? Uh, well, I, I need, I should, I got to jump back in it. Um, but I think <laughs> it's been like, it's been at least a year now, oh, maybe okay. a year and a half. So it's sort of new. I sort of uh, stopped writing for Creators Project and then started writing for motionographer. But I mean, with both of those, it's like, it's something I should do more and it's, it's really laissez-faire in that, you know, if you see something that inspires you, you write about it, you write about it, you write when you have time. Justin is really the anchor, hmm. if that wasn't totally obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Do, do you find time to ever, like, write as maybe, like, a side, I don't know, side, side project or, like, your, your own work? But, I mean, also writing is a big part of animation, too. I mean, working with clients, like... It um, is. I mean, a huge, huge part of that process is writing and pre-production and, and that oh, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like um, in film school, I actually, I focused a lot on writing. And I think it's been the skill that sort of like served me the best it's because of like what you were saying. Like if whether you're putting together a deck or even an email, I mean, just sort of clear cohesive writing sure i mean that's that's such a essential skill so i yeah i mean probably like you i use it every day but i haven't like i haven't really written a script i actually i feel i feel inti- I, even though again i studied it in school <laughs> there's something really intimidating about writing a narrative script that, oh yeah dialogue yeah. <laughs> i don't even know what yeah. like i don't understand how people write good dialogue it's, it's so oh, impressive to me I'm right there with you. I it's it's hard. It's hard to make it not sound kooky. Like you. Or... Like I feel like I would just make everyone sound like me. Like it'd be oh, so totally. hard to write different I don't know, like write for different people, you know? I oh know. yeah. Seems so difficult. I I totally agree. I totally agree. But yeah, I think just I don't know. I feel like not this is unsolicited, but like <laughs> the best advice is like if and I'm just you know, learning the ropes in terms of directing, but writing is like the best. This is the one of the most important skills I think you need as a director. Just like hmm. being able to write fast and clearly yeah. and cohesively. So. Is that is that where you start on a project? Do you start in the, in the writing phase? Because I mean, 
Um, you know, I know some people, you know, start with, you know, mood boards or, or storyboards or, you know, sketches. Do you yeah, have a specific I, place that you start? I start uh, definitely with um, mood boards and sketches. And then from there, I feel like creatively extrapolate <laughs> the words of like, okay, these are how these things come together. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I definitely start with images. Yeah, because especially working with clients, I think, you know, writing for clients can be tricky too. Because they, you know, they have, mm-hmm. they know their brand better than better than you do, better than we do, right? And, but mm-hmm. the, you know the animation better, and so like, but you know, th- there's, I feel like that's the mo- can be the most difficult part of the collaboration, right? Because like, definitely some some concepts and some some writing styles like just don't work at all for animation, and like bringing oh, that definitely. together can be really challenging. Or trying to like be like we don't have to all we don't have to put it one hundred percent on the on the page you know it doesn't have to be written out like mm-hmm. like yeah. trying to trying to ha- have the visuals do the heavy lifting which is like really scary when you're just when you just have <laughs> yeah. the script and you're like yeah just try, like hold my hand trust me like we're gonna we will we will exude what needs to be exuded without exuded without uh having to spill it out. But yeah, I that feel requires like, a ton of trust on the client's oh, part. Oh, yeah, totally. And I feel like with a certain size client, like if they don't come to me with a script, I would suggest a copywriter. I feel like mm. there are some, like smaller clients where I'm happy to to work on the writing part of it. But to, with, with what you just said, it's sort of like they uh, um, a brand might know exactly what they want to say and having a professional come in again when it's at like a certain size. Oh yeah, I no, think that, that's really interesting. Really have helpful. you have you had good experiences with that? Like I, I've never done that before. Uh, br- brought on a copywriter. I actually yeah. have yet to do that. But oh really? Yeah, it sounds <laughs> I, like a great idea. The conversation has come like, up. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I feel like there have been a few projects where I've had to like send in budgets, and a copywriter has been a line item in there, but mm. uh, that hasn't come into fruition yet. Oh, but, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about: you worked on an app pretty recently called Specimen, which I immediately downloaded and played. A game about color. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you tell what, what was your what was your role in that? And I, I'm actually working on a game myself, which I don't have any details on yet. But I, so I'm super interested in that. So, yeah, tell me yeah, about Specimen. Yeah, I oh, I'm super excited to hear about your game when you have details. But I basically. Yes. Gosh, where do I start? I, so I have this uh, friend who I actually met way back when I was starting, uh, this uh, guy named Sal Randazzo, who used to be in visual effects. He he used to be trained to be like a flame artist, but he, oh, wow. uh, before he graduated, he's, uh, I think, two or three years younger than me. He sort of got out of the, the visual effects game, was like, I'm going into iPhone programming. And I just... For better or worse, I feel like the mobile screen is the is like kind of the one that I spend the most time with now. I, I feel like it's the thing that I don't think I'm alone in that, but it's like oh, yeah. it's the screen that like enchants me the most. Like I think if I was going back to um, if I was like 18 now, I I think I would probably go in the direction of doing something with apps or technology because it's just in the way that I think I was just obsessed with the TV screen growing up I sure. from now that's that's the screen so yeah anyway going back shifted. to Sal well especially yeah. with kids now nowadays too it's like no, no cartoons it's like let's play Angry Birds or whatever yeah like I, yeah, you see I like mean, kids like walking up to TVs and like trying to swipe it to change the channel <laughs> yeah oh I've totally seen those videos they're yeah, yeah they're 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 crazy and i think just like i don't know there's a lot of room to do some like really weird avant-garde stuff like even though i'd say the economics of the app store are um i'm just gonna say they're interesting <laughs> they're Very stacked they, against you certainly yeah they 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 are and i think it's just like in the same way like learning the business side and the economics of like the motion graphics industry um is its own thing that yeah. i'd say that is doubly true um in terms of mobile and apps and certainly games but anyway going back to sal um sal became an iphone programmer i very early on i was like you know i'm interested to see if i like designing for the screen um i'll design anything you want for free 
the only thing that I'll ask in return is like that you follow through, like that we both follow mm. through. Like yeah. we just we just have to get it done. Otherwise, like I'm, I'll be a hundred percent committed, and you can totally tell me whatever app you want to make. Like I'll make it. So wow, that's cool. He was, yeah. Well, it, yeah. It was, and it was, <laughs> it was, it was also kind of great to just be like, uh, I'm just here to do the design and and start yeah. to think through those problems. Like the purpose is sort of is laid out at least for like a first stab. So anyway, he was at NYU and we ended up um, making. Uh, an app called NYU Mobile, which, you know, I wasn't at NYU, so, like, I, I didn't really use it. Um, but <laughs> it was great because it, it had an audience and people, it was amazing. It took us, like, a year, and he basically used that project to learn iPhone programming. But it was awesome when it came out. There was an audience. And, yeah, so that was the start of um, that collaboration. And then, God, maybe three years ago, oh, like, in 2000. 12. So what years? Oh God, four years ago, <laughs> he came to me and was like, Hey, I'm interested in making a game. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about games, but you know, I really liked working with you on this last thing. And I think there's a lot of potential, uh, in games in terms of animation and sure. crazier designs. So oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. So it was like with both projects, it was just sort of super refreshing to, just kind of be blind and not know how hard or know sort of what was in front of you, but just be like naively optimistic. <laughs> um, and and both, I'd say I've learned a lot and I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything. Like they've been actually two of my favorite projects that I've worked on. Is, it, is yeah, that something ever. that you'd like to pursue more? Is that something you see being like a big part of your future? Yeah, I, I definitely would love to work on more games. I think one of the things that I learned in making Specimen is like, you know, my goal was like, oh, we're going to make like the most slick, beautiful game, super minimal, um, but, you know, it's it's going to look amazing and it's going to have all these amazing animations and I learned like, oh, okay, that's actually, it's really hard to implement all that. But that being said, uh, now that I understand why those things are hard, I feel I definitely want to uh, keep moving in that direction. And I, I am inspired more and more, not more and more, but I am inspired by games and what's going on in um, indie gaming and yeah. just some of the, really, really cool I don't stuff know, out like there. some of the games that are, yeah, like, I don't know. Some of this like stuff is like, it's not even quite a game, but it's like, it's really kind of, avant-garde media art that yeah like you know, what what, what specifically that, what have you that, been that, playing that, I, I want a new game um well there's um there's a company in sweden called sumogo they mm. made a game and, and again game i don't even know if that's the right label but they oh, made something Yearwalk? called device nine. Oh yeah, my gosh device Yearwalk. nine. Oh my gosh yeah. that game blew my mind <laughs> i loved that game yeah yes and there you know those are they're so gorgeous uh there's a dude named vector park who his real name is Patrick Smith, who makes just absolutely gorgeous toys, games. Again, they're they're sort of really defy a category. Um and they're you know, they're I would say they're games with their their art. I mean they're they're amazing. So yeah. you know, you've got that and then you know I the Simogo also made a game this year called Split that I was just really super obsessed with. Uh, oh, and I haven't I, seen that. I'm you know, check I, that out. I, yeah, it's sort of you have to sort of commit to the first few games because you're like, I don't understand where the strategy is in this, but then mm. it kind of like unfolds and it's great. I don't know, and just it's definitely it's really super powerful to like see people play your game or like go into For the sure. analytics and be like, oh man, like people have downloaded this and are in it right now and are like tapping away for better or worse. <laughs> um, yeah. And just, yeah, I, I do like the process of um, making interactive work, especially for uh, mobile is super, can be super frustrating, but is also, it has this like, it has a layer of reward that I think I don't totally get um, when I do, <laughs> 
animation work. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's got its pros and cons, yeah. but yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, but, we're, we're, we're a little, we're running, running out of time real quick. It's going by fast, <laughs> but before we kind of move into our final questions, I'm curious, like what, what do you see kind of moving forward? Like, do you have any kind of goals for 2016? Um, as far as, you know, what, what's next for pep rally and Erica Gorachow? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I definitely have mulling it over, especially considering it's January. Yeah. Um, I think this year I I want to ideally focus I think a little bit more on illustration. I feel like I sort of I have my fingers in all these different pots and I'll like jump from one to the other and and sort of hope that they'll connect in some strange way even though I don't know but I so I feel like this year I'd like to yeah focus a bit more on illustration and um I feel like maybe I don't know, find my voice a little bit more. I feel like I'm, I, as a motion designer, you tend to have to be so flexible to be like, okay, I'm going to do it in this style or that style. Mm -hmm. um, but starting to think a little bit more about like, okay, well, what is the style that I, that is my own? Um, because sometimes I, I think the best collaborations that you can have with a brand is like, oh, we saw this thing. Uh, that you did and it's very you and we want sort of exactly that like yeah um, that's wonderful uh, that's yeah so I think just maybe a wider way to say that is like be even more conscious about the kind of uh, make the make more of the kind of work that I want to make so that you know things just magically fall into place <laughs> no I, th I think that's that, a that great strategy goal every year yeah. yeah. Make more of the work Hopefully. that you want to make and then people will hire you to make yeah. that work. That's great. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, I feel like it worked. It like you just said, it's like, it's strange, but it, it does, it does weirdly tend to work. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. cool. Well, on to our final round of questions. Question one, who is your dream client? Yeah. I also, I thought a lot about this because I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely like, making work for myself like the specimen project is mm. I think the best case scenario but um I I love the work that tiny bop does oh. I don't know if you've seen their apps oh, yeah. but yeah, they're yeah. they're apps My, for kids so I feel like uh so you, good friend you've seen David stuff. Stanfield just did uh I think one of their apps did an opener for maybe the, the maybe intro yeah, yeah yeah that was awesome yeah um so I feel like doing more app work, doing more like illustration in app work, in addition to like the UX, because I, I, I enjoy that too, even though I'm, I have less experience in it. Yeah, that's cool. That's probably it. <laughs> Question two, favorite animated film? Um, I, also super tough. Um, I think I'm going to say Dumbo, mostly for All right. that. Um, that psychedelic scene that I feel like they're in like probably at least five mood boards. I've had a frame. That's so great. <laughs> that, that freak that scene freaked me out as a kid. Not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> me too. Me too. But and, I, you know, now you yes. can go back and be like, God, brilliant. <laughs> yep. How did no, they let them do that? That's funny. Because, yeah, my my sister co-produces this show. Um, mm -hmm. Alyssa McNally. She's she's married now. Does we don't share the last name anymore. But she was we we watched that show as a kid, and that scene freaked us out. <laughs> Psychedelic, crazy. But, totally, yes. totally. Yes. Um, that's great. Yeah, everyone. It, it like it really. You that's it's just not a scene you forget, which is which <laughs> no. is saying something. So. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that and see like how crazy it's. But it's got to have been decades, but. Yeah. yeah, it's still good. It's still good. And that movie is like, I think I, I haven't, admittedly, I haven't watched it in, in quite some time. I don't, I haven't uh, Sure, yeah, it's like, when are you going to sit down and be like, yeah, I'm going to watch Dumbo right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I, I feel like over the years, I've just like gone back and looked at scenes and I'm like, God, this is gutting. Like, this is so, this is, uh, yeah, very emotional. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, maybe I'll do that this weekend. I'll. You totally again, should. But yeah. 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 So what do you what do your parents think that you do for a living? You know, I think by now, I think that they 
I think they get it. I feel like they've seen enough of my work. Um, I don't think they, they might not understand sort of like, how do you, you know, get new clients or like, how does that system work? Which is, I think, a fair sure. question because the answer is, is mushy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think they understand that I do. I think if you ask them what motion graphics or motion design was, um, they could spit back an answer that was pretty accurate. <laughs> so, so yeah. Nice. You, you've educated them well. That's good. Yeah, I think, well, they, they you know, they, I think my mom will, I feel like she'll be like, I looked at your site. I saw you updated. So <laughs> I think they're, they've, I've been very lucky to have very supportive uh, parents who, again, like, like all of us who drew, were just sort of like, yeah, oh, yeah. go for it. So That's great. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think they'll listen to this episode? I, I, uh, I, bet, I bet they will. I bet my mom will. I bet my That's mom funny. will. My so, mom listens yeah, so to every mom. episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> so hi, mom. You're the hi. best. <laughs> Hi, Zach's mom. <laughs> but all right. So yeah. last last question: What animal did you choose for your animal later, and why? Yeah. Um, so I am going to choose. Uh, I, okay. Full disclosure: I haven't done it yet. But <laughs> that's all right. That's um, right. Plenty of time. Yeah, still. Uh, um, right. In, unless something changes, I think I might do a flamingo. Oh. Um, All right. mostly cause I was like, man, bird's legs are really strange. Like mm. that's a good way to spend two or three seconds. So yeah, I don't know. I, I actually, and actually it's a good excuse to use Adam's script, uh, which I've oh, done a little hose. bit of, but, yeah. uh, that's like perfect for, for, for rubber hose. So. Sweet. Well, I'm excited yeah. to see it. Me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, Zach, thank you so much for having me. And thanks yeah. for uh, for doing the podcast. I feel like I listen to podcasts all day. So oh, uh, my, my it's pleasure. awesome to have one about the community. So, to find out more about Erica's work, head to her website at peprally.co or follow her on Twitter at at Gorachow. Animalators is produced by Form and Function. You can learn more about them at formandfunctionmedia.com. Our theme music was written and produced by Cody Fry. You can hear more about his music at codyfry.com. To learn more about the work we're doing at Identity Visuals, check out identityvisuals.com or follow us on Twitter at identityvisuals. Don't forget to go to animalators.com where you can see Erica's Animalator and check out all the other incredible animalators from previous guests as well. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can find us at Animalators. If you haven't done it yet, be sure and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud. And big news here, if you're not an iOS user, you can find us now on Stitcher. Stitcher is a great app that delivers the best of over 40,000 radio shows, live radio stations, and podcasts. And it's available for Android, Kindle Fire, and iPhone and iPad. So search for Animalators and find us on there too. Well, that will do it for this week's podcast. We'll see you all in a couple weeks for another episode of Animalators. Curious conversations from the world of animation. Animalators.